You're listening to That's What I Thought, a casual conversation about life, love, relationships, and the lessons we learn. Here are your hosts, Micah and Annette. Hey, everybody. Welcome to That's What I Thought. Hello. Hi, Micah. I'm here, too. Um, Today, we're going to talk about the touch famine, which many of my close friends know a lot about because I talk about it a lot. It's something that I got interested in in college and learned a lot about. Um, I forget exactly why. Maybe it was just a passion project, but I was like, I need to know more about this because I'm very much a physical touch person. Makes me feel loved. Makes me feel important. Um, so we're going to dive into that. But first, I wanted to say, hey, if you are listening and enjoying, we'd love if you leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. That's really fun. And also, give us a like on Facebook and to say, hey, what's up? Um, and also, today, I was celebrating because Mike and I were celebrating how much better we are at communicating after one year of marriage and how, <laughs> how we're getting so good at talking about, like, money and how to fight well and all those things so. and then he immediately had a fight <laughs> yeah but and, it was really good yeah but it was good yeah it was a helpful fight yeah it's way better than what would have happened a year ago <laughs> yeah well because we used to get yeah and at me i used to get really nervous like mike was gonna get too upset with me or leave me or you know it was something i did wrong it was something personal yeah yeah it's not like that anymore (laughs) so you know in the in the spirit of that's what i thought and growing in relationships and love in jesus that's just you know an example of how we're learning in our marriage trying our darndest and seeing how things grow i think that's really cool yeah so i think that's a success story for the podcast success So today we're continuing our Micah response format. <laughs> it's just fun that way. I think maybe we should always do it that way. Probably. Or at least most frequently. Just, Micah's really good at his on-the-spot thoughts. It's fun to hear you digest things. Think through them. Externally process. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about touch famine, which... Um, thank you. <laughs> Micah's supporting me with physical touch right now. Um, which... I see, because I did a quick Google search just to see what would happen, has become more well-known because of um, COVID-19 and this social distancing and all that, which is not surprising. But um, touch starvation or skin hunger, either one. Skin hunger is way creepier. Yeah, it is way creepier. (laughs) It makes it sound real cannibally. for your skin. Or lusty, but... (laughs) It's not great. So the first one was from WebMD, and I feel like that is a decently popular, credible source. So I'll use it. And I thought this article was pretty good. So we'll use this as a jumping off point. This was written April 19th this year. It was medically reviewed. Um, <laughs> so medically supported? Well, evidently, well, evidently it, was written, it was just reviewed. It was written by someone and then reviewed by someone in the medical field just to make sure it was legit. So does that mean it's legit? Or does that just mean that it was yeah, somebody it means- looked at it and was like, and that's it. Well, it means know. they probably hired someone who's a writer and not a doctor to write the information, and they wrote it. And the doctor said, "Okay, I read this, and this is actually legit." Yes, like, I this agree. Person did not screw up all the facts. 
Stamped my appears appeal. Yeah. <laughs> Approval. Skin hunger. <laughs> okay. Touch starvation. What to know? All right. Touch starvation is a condition that happens when you don't get as much physical touch as you're used to or any at all. You crave contact but can't interact with others for some reason. It also it's also known as touch deprivation or skin hunger. Yeah. People may develop touch starvation because of social distancing during the COVID-19 pandemic, but it can happen with any lack of physical touch, such as children in orphanages and elderly people in hospitals who don't get enough positive contact. So that's very important. There's three populations, and I would add another one. I'll wait for that. Why touch is important. Human touch is a huge part of how we interact with others. We shake our coworkers' hands, hug our loved ones, and high-five our friends. We bond through physical touch. Skin is the largest organ in your body and sends good and bad touch sensations to your brain. When you engage in pleasant touch like a hug, your brain releases a hormone called oxytocin. This makes you feel good and firms up emotional and social bonds while lowering anxiety and fear. I wonder why we had a high amount of anxiety and fear just a contributor not not a solo thing this reaction nope. begins at birth when babies are born doctors suggest that mothers hold and comfort them often to promote healthy development so like immediate too they like toss them skin to skin and they just throw them across they do the they like pull them out and just like toss them onto your chest you gotta get that immediate bonding. yeah you gotta get that immediate bonding like this is your mother not me I'm, <laughs> I'm the doctor they're like don't don't make this thing attached to me i don't want, <laughs> I don't want it <laughs> This human-human interaction keeps us here. <laughs> keeps Sorry. up throughout our lives. Even in adulthood, human touch helps regulate sleep and digestion, build your immune system, and fight infections. Weird. Which seems antithetical, right? Because if you touch them, if you touch someone, then you're going to get all their germs and get sick, right? But it also boosts your immune system. Because it boosts your mood. Yes, because of oxytocin. Happy moods. When you don't Happy get health. enough physical touch, you can become stressed, anxious, or depressed. As a response to stress, your body makes a hormone called cortisol. This can cause your heart rate, blood pressure, muscle tension, and breathing rate to go bad, with bad effects for your immune and digestive systems. These things can lead to worse quality of sleep and a higher risk of infection. Other medical conditions, including diabetes, asthma, and high blood pressure, make it worse. Long-term sick. Um, touch starvation could even trigger post-traumatic stress disorder. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So the big example I, I saw of this, I, I think the first time people started t talking about it is they were doing some sort of Ivy League school study or whatever. I forget who it was specifically, but they were finding all these like negative effects from lack of touch. And the biggest one was they like cited this study that happened in Russia, which their ethics were not good, obviously <laughs> when you hear the story, but um, so they had like all these babies and they put them in a room and they like just gave them like the normal things like food, the water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just gave them the necessities. So they had, one group that they just gave the necessities and another group they gave the necessities plus physical touch. All of the babies that just got the necessity and no physical touch died. I'm at work. <laughs> All of them. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So, and they were like, oh, <laughs> like, I mean, those are some pretty profound studies. Also, I'm upset that all these babies died, but like, whoa, I 
think that speaks volumes about the power of physical touch and why this is so important to me. First of all, I think at the time it came to the front of my mind, I was single and like we've talked about before, I know we don't always do a great job as believers of rallying around single people and making sure that they feel loved and supportive and taken care of. And so I think one of the things that makes it really hard, hard as a single person, if you're a very physical person is like, how do you find outlet for physical touch without it being misconstrued as sexual or, you know, uh, inappropriate more than yeah. Yeah. Um, more intimate than yeah. It's, reality (laughs) right and that coupled with you know at the same time that i'm thinking about this like the me too movement is super huge and yeah so which is extra hard for guys then to know like am i even allowed to you know friend hug someone like (laughs) can i only ever side hug or like you know there's just all all of these i feel like restrictions that come on when we don't have like freedom in Christ and accountability in the way it's designed because like clearly by the way our bodies are reacting like we need healthy physical touch we need appropriate physical touch mm-hmm. um but it's when that becomes corrupted and it becomes inappropriate that then all of a sudden it's like everybody Billy Graham rules only like you can't be alone with the opposite <sighs> sex like <laughs> every physical contact is bad <laughs> like all of these things but really I mean you just heard it in that article it's so important for social bonding as well as your physical personal health and your mental health yeah and like yeah i mean you think of orphans and elderly especially during covid and no one's allowed Mm. to touch them i I personally was like if i was elderly in our nursery home i'd be like just bring them in like (laughs) (laughs) i'm probably gonna die one way or the other so but you know that's my personal opinion you gotta make the choices that are best for your family that's true Micah responds, what are some initial thoughts you have on that? Initial thoughts mm-hmm. on what? What do you think? You, there's a lot of information. What, you... um, what are your initial thoughts on touch starvation, skin hunger? Do you find that's something that you've felt in your life or maybe not so much, but you've seen with other people? Uh, not so much the touch starvation. <laughs> the, the What is it? Skin, skin hunger? hunger? Skin hunger? I'm going to use that. It's my favorite one now. I do have a skin hunger, though. Skin I love. Hunger. I mean, I love the physical touch. Yeah, but uh, it's, what was I saying? Not so much like feeling the lack of or the need for physical touch, because mm-hmm. it's not super high up on my love languages. But uh, I do know that like it... What was I going to say? But there is that weird tension especially when you're a single guy yeah like how do i interact with people but i'm also a hugger like i enjoy hugging people and it's just that connection the added connection you get from a hug or because it's like handshakes are really formal and professional mm-hmm. and then there's just a little bit more of like an like an intimacy but not like a romantic intimacy mm-hmm. as much as a relational intimacy that comes with that and like a bonding or like a trust type thing mm-hmm. Yeah, you just can't get with like a handshake. <laughs> and so, yeah, walking through that was always awkward and just got to know, especially with people who are already in relationships, which is really weird. Mm. So like trying to hug a female friend who's dating somebody, it's not so much that it's weird between me and the female friend as much as it makes this other 
you know, person they're dating feel uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I've been yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. And so then they're, then you have to walk through that. And, and so, because I got, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but modern society, especially in church culture, well, not church culture, but modern society, like physical touch is deemed as, or very easily deemed as like, I seek more intimacy with you mm-hmm. than like a platonic intimacy. Yeah, like a you know sexual, I mean? like intimacy a sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, romantic. Which so is like, really hard, especially when and if you work with kids or you are, oh, yeah. you know, in community with kids, because it's like kids crave physical touch, you know, hugs and support and all mm-hmm. these things, and so they need them. But then you have all these awful things that happen, and kids get taken advantage of, and they mm-hmm. don't know how to talk about it, and it can go so so bad. Yeah. So it's like, how do you navigate? Yeah. All of those things. How do you navigate, especially if you, like, did you say that? If you work with kids. Right. Cause like I'm thinking of we my mom, students. my mom was a preschool teacher. Yeah. My mom's kindergarten teacher. And I remember her talking about when she came, like all these, all these new laws when they started to introduce them about like right. how you couldn't touch the kids at all. And like her frustration was, I mean, as a teacher, then you're trying to control like 25 kids. So mm-hmm. she's like, if I can't touch them, like, how am I supposed to make sure they're listening and like being where they need to be? Yeah. And sometimes it's for like their own safety. Like they're just running off doing something that's going to hurt them yeah. and they don't realize that. So yeah, it's like, how do you, I yeah. mean, obviously they're there for their protection, but at the same time you kind of, it's a catch 22 cause you can't yeah. really engage with them or love them well. Yeah. Not. Or you have kids who are not getting any type of physical touch at home. Right. Or being neglected in that way mm-hmm. that are craving it and seeking it. And, or they're just like distraught and like, you just want to give them a hug, but you're not allowed to. Right. Yeah. And I think probably some of that they navigate with more of a, like a consent kind yeah. of situation, which is good. I think that language is helpful, mm-hmm. but Yeah. It's just hard because sometimes, you know, I feel like you just don't know to like ask for a hug or know that you need that. Yeah, support. especially like kids and teenagers because they're just horrible communicators in general, mm-hmm. especially teenagers. But no. just knowing like because kids aren't going to like you can tell that they just need somebody to hold them, mm-hmm. <laughs> embrace them in some way. Yeah. And you're like swaddled. Yeah. <laughs> just need to be swaddled. I need to be swaddled for support. But I as an adult, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the way those bear hugs are so good. The bear hug? Yeah, because they're like a swaddle. Like if you <laughs> if you hug someone that's like way bigger than you, I feel like I'm always just so relaxed because I'm like, oh I am I am held. <laughs> I am safe. I feel so secure. <laughs> like oh, I, th- I told you the story that like one time we were in Chicago on like a college project thing. Yeah. And there was these people in the middle, just like giving out free hugs, just being good people. <laughs> so I like ran up to one. It was this super tall, big dude. And I was like, I'll take a hug. He's like, all right, girl. <laughs> and, he, like, <laughs> and I loved it so much. It was one of the best hugs I ever had. Because I just was like, this man is like triple my size and I feel so sick. <laughs> but let's take a quick break and then let's dive into a little bit more of what you said. Hello. Ba-da-ba. All right. <laughs> let's jump into what you said because I thought there was two things that really stuck out to me. The first is. I am um, wise enough. You said you're a hugger, which yeah. I am too. And so I feel like when it comes to like, how do we 
play this out in mm-hmm. a way that's like healthy and appropriate. It's tough because I feel like like personality is part of it, but I think you like kind of also set a standard. So like I'm I'm a hugger. I want to be close to people and embrace them. And so I think that people like watch that and they know that. Yeah. So I mean, there's lots of times in my life when I've gotten like, you know, people are initially like freaked out and then they're like oh you know what this is fine this is like (laughs) she's like this with everyone she's not hitting on me she just you know she just this is just the way that she is (laughs) yeah reminds Um, reminds me of uh you went to dinner with a couple of our friends or no we went over to our friend's house and we were getting ready to leave and this is a newer friendship so we haven't hung out a ton of times and as we're getting ready to leave she annette is hugging the wife uh our friend morgan Mm -hmm. and she turns she's, and she's in the middle of asking me if I was ready, if, if I'm a hug, if her, what was it? If, if it's okay if she hugged yeah, you. Yeah, it's okay if she hugged me and my arms were already spread out. For a hug. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's a yes. <laughs> and brought it in. Mm-hmm. But, and I think there's people who are, are just there, so it doesn't bother them. I mean, yeah. there's people, unfortunately, who have had really bad experiences. Mm. And, like, I feel like I've learned as I've grown that I have to, you know, be a little bit more restrained. Like I probably pushed it too far when I was younger <laughs> to play, not in like inappropriate ways, but you know, probably farther than people just, appreciated. Sometimes. Just a little over, a little too much. Overbearing. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, I get that's part of learning. Yeah. Your sister don't like you much for that. And my sister does not appreciate that. Still doesn't, <laughs> but she hugs me sometimes. She knows she support you. <laughs> yeah. She understands. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think part of how we navigate this is kind of like, setting that expectation and i always like if i'm giving hugs or if i'm like you know touching someone's hand or whatever especially if it's a kid or a high school or whatever i try to always make sure that there's other people around Mm -hmm. just for that like extra accountability so people like you know they saw what happened there was people there and even though it really protects you more than anything else yeah if it yeah yeah, and that's tough because, I mean, sometimes you're having a conversation with someone and it's one-on-one, but I think that's, again, unfortunately, one of those things you learn in ministry is to just make sure you're doing that in more public places. and Yeah, <clears throat> public places, places with cameras, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Saving records of phone messages and all those things that are unfortunate reality, but it's, you know, for the protection of people. Speaking of, (laughs) and yeah, yourself, shout out to um, Dudes and Dads podcast, which is a local podcast around here I listen to. So you can follow them too, because they're really good. But they were talking about, um, they were talking about parental controls on things and like how to navigate tech things with your kids to protect them. Because, you know, the internet's forever and a decision you make a long time ago can blow up and all these things. Anyway, recommend their latest episode if you have a chance to listen to it. Because it. What is it? Um, dudes and dads podcast dudes and dads yeah cool indiana people so local recommend um but yeah i mean how do you think Hmm. how do we show the love of god through physical touch without letting it become corrupt as far as is in our power because i think there's a point you have to say like there's only i can do everything i can do to be careful but like also i need to trust god with things and you know, some like there are people who will like blow things up and lie about stuff. Yeah. But you can be accountable as far as you can be. Yeah, I know. I know I did some mentoring 
when I worked at the church with a student who had a history of lying about stuff like that. Hmm. And so like whenever we hung out, I had to be in a room with cameras in it or with another person. But usually if it's one on one, if you're mentoring, it's usually one on one. So Mm -hmm. like we didn't go. We usually just hung out at like the church because there was cameras there and stuff like that, which protects you, uh, which is a really big part because because like nowadays, and I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. But back in the day, it used to be if something came up. So if a a student brought up like, hey, inappropriate touching, Mm -hmm. then they would take the word of the adult over the word of the student. Mm -hmm. And nowadays it's flip flopped, which I think is good. Mm -hmm. But I think that that also entails. I think it's good because I think that their voices need to be heard because that that is happening out there. Mm -hmm. But I think that that makes those situations a little bit harder for especially people in ministry who are not going to take advantage of people and students. And so, but you just have to be more on guard and pay attention to what you're doing and where you're doing things. And because the power is not, or (laughs) the the voice that's being heard is not yours. And so it it could really screw you up if you're not, if you're not careful about it. Mm -hmm. But uh what were you talking about so that's with kids like what about peer-to-peer like what would you say to your let's start with single friends Mm -hmm. in that situation like like the one that i was in where i i really love and need a lot of physical touch Mm -hmm. but i don't want to also be unchristlike or make people super uncomfortable (laughs) yeah i think a lot of it is really where it becomes christ-like is understanding where other people are at Mm-hmm. and theirs and where they stand because you and I are much more affectionate than um, a lot of other people. And so like one of my other closest friends who's a female, like we just fist bump because she's not a huge physical touch person mm-hmm. and that's plenty. And like that's enough into, you know, relational intimacy mm-hmm. uh, because she does not like physical touch at all. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's enough and that's fine. <laughs> but, and then like, even with, yeah, it just depends on what the other person is, yeah. because if they're as affectionate as, or they're whatever it is, you just need to bring honor to this other person, yeah. which is the most important part, because that's how you bring honor to God by honoring others. And so if this other person doesn't feel comfortable with it, then you shouldn't throw yourself upon them because <laughs> <laughs> that's not cool, uh, even if it's not, you know, harassment or, you know, if it's still friendly and if it's just a hug, like people, but if people don't like it, then you're not honoring them in that. Mm-hmm. Or if they're in a relationship with somebody who doesn't like it or is uncomfortable with it, then you just don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least there's a conversation that has to happen. Yeah. But I, I think my biggest problem with it is that what I said earlier, where everything is so hypersexualized in this cult, today's culture. Yeah. Which is, that, is so funny. Yeah. Which is any type of physical touch is taken as or can be taken as like advances, mm-hmm. um, which is so annoying because or like if I was walking around and I hugged a lady, a friend, and then I'd have other like dudes walking about, dude, what are you, are you 
Mm-hmm. Are you dating this person now? What's happening? Are you blah, blah, blah? Mm-hmm. Or have this other person feel comfortable because they think that I'm trying to date them. <laughs> and that's just not what's happening. Yeah. Which is the most, that's the most frustrating part about this. And that's, I think that's a big contributor as to why there's such a touch fam, especially in Christian culture. Yeah. Because everybody's so afraid to touch each other because mm-hmm. the world's hypersexualized it. And so that is uh, can be taken as, you know, sexual immorality or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so <clears> much <throat> like it, maybe the world is changing and it's less this way now, but I felt like when I was in college, it's so much like one way or the other. Like, you mm-hmm. know, if you, if you touch this person or you're close to them, like, it's like, are you getting married or <laughs> like, <laughs> like what's happening? It's like, whoosh, like one way or the other full yeah. extremes. Um, so I think that makes it, it makes it intimidating. I think for Christian singles to navigate yeah. friendships. So then it just feels easier to be like, well, I'm not just, I'm just not going to have any guy friends then, No. which then it's disappointing. Cause then you lose out on all that perspective yeah. that you could have had in those relationships. Um, and I think we've been contributors to that in, you know, propagating like, you know, boys are stupid, like don't date them, like you don't need to be in relationships with them, which is why, like, I get frustrated about like the high school dating and being like, absolutely no, because I think, you know, there's some, there's some wiggle room. But again, I think you brought up the most important part, which is that communication piece, Yeah. which is like, I think when you're single and looking for relationships, like you have to be honest and open about your communication and like checking in like if you're getting weird vibes from someone after you've been hugging them like maybe they are they do have a crush on you like be straightforward about it like be brave and be like hey i just want to like maybe you have no feelings for them so be like i just want to be clear like i just i just want to give you a hug as a sister in christ and support you and maybe you don't friend zone them that way maybe that's too old school but like just talk about (laughs) like hey i don't want to i don't want to be leading you on yeah is what i'm doing making just like you uncomfortable yeah like defining the relationship is also important yeah so like if you have close as your especially for guys if you have a close female friend to help to be able to understand mm-hmm. like you like uh to have a conversation ahead of time of like this is where the relationship is i understand that mm-hmm. like i like this is like and then that changes that usually in my experience makes the physical touch part a lot more comfortable for everybody involved Mm -hmm. because everybody knows where they stand with each other. So if I'm giving my close friend a hug, Mm -hmm. she doesn't have to worry about me trying to make advances or, or reading into it Mm -hmm. because she already knows where the relationship stands. Yeah. And vice versa. And I feel like I learned a lot about that as we were dating. And then now that we're married, Mm -hmm. like navigating our opposite gender friends. Yeah. Because I think it's just been helpful to have open communication about those relationships and starting with like, does this make you uncomfortable? And then also keeping the door open to say like, if you ever do feel uncomfortable, you can say something and I will, you know, put up whatever boundary needs to be there because mine and Micah's marriage is more important to me than those relationships as much as I love those people, but I love Micah more. So I think working backwards thinking about that in my single life like it's the same kind of idea like what you said about honoring the other person like if me hugging them is 
making them uncomfortable or it's making them feel like I'm leading them on or, and I'm, I'm not there, then, I mean, it's more honoring to be like, okay, like I understand I, if there's a way, like if there's someone else that can help fill your cup up more, like, I just want to make sure you like, you're feeling loved and supported. So yeah. like, let me help direct you to those people. And I, I need to pull back because, you know, their holiness is more important also than me hugging them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it in like, if you're in a relationship context, like dating, dating, married, whatever. Yeah. You have a sig off significant oh. other. <laughs> you're so trendy yeah. i was like what's that <laughs> i'm old um yeah i think i mean i think it's like what i said i think the communication and the open communication is so important and also talking about together as a couple your mission and your understanding of other relationships like yep. mike and i talk a lot about you know who we want to be <clears throat> to others and with others and like how we want to make them feel loved. Mm. So I think because we're, we've talked about that and we continue to talk about that and stay on the same page with it. It's easier to be like, Oh yeah. Like I know you're close with this person and that doesn't make me uncomfortable because of this. And also like, I know I have power to stop it anytime. And also like, I know what you're trying to do. You're keeping me in the loop when you're hanging out with this person, when you're mm -hmm. talking to this person, I can see all your texts with them. Like there's no, there's no secrets or hiding there. Yeah. So like I have free reign to be like, okay, I'm cool with this or I'm not. Yeah. And I think, you know, you have the abusive side of that in like dating and marriage relationships where it's like, Oh, you talk to another person. Like you can't talk to another girl yeah. or I will, I'll delete them all from your phone. Yeah, or The ones who force you to, unfriend them on facebook <laughs> mm -hmm. anybody who's ever had a relationship with or something like that yeah but and yeah. i think that, i think that's a personal problem yeah. I, that's usually a control issue or a insecurity or yeah and i think it's super important to have opposite sex physical touch mm -hmm. in any stage of life you're in mm -hmm. because it's just good to be able to receive platonic touch mm -hmm. from an, somebody else because like anybody can same sex or opposite sex yeah, all sex of the above yeah <laughs> it's just like that's how it's important to have friendships and relationships with people of opposite sex no matter where you're at mm -hmm. obviously if you're married like that comes with more boundaries or more higher level of communication about what's happening mm -hmm. because you know you want to establish trust and uh uh to make everybody feel comfortable mm -hmm. so like if i'm hanging out with this friend then i'm gonna let annette know well ahead of time or as soon as we schedule something or whatever is happening because mm -hmm. that makes annette feel comfortable and if she feels comfortable then i can feel comfortable and my friend can feel comfortable and vice mm -hmm. versa for annette and so yeah but i think it's so important because it's just it's a different type of connection to have like a friend who's not a different connection, different perspective, different. It's just good mm -hmm. to hear other people's voices and have other people speak into your life. And, mm -hmm. and the same thing goes for physical touch. Yeah. No, I think that's super true. And so even the, it's that added connection, the relational connection. Mm -hmm. And even the opposite sex things too. Like 
the genders are so different. Like I yeah. know like American culture is trying to be like, no, there is none of that. But like they just are <laughs> like yeah. it's just isn't fluid. It's just different when like I have the support and affection of my girlfriends versus the support and affection of my guy friends. Yeah. Like it's just different. It just is. And like it, I think there are dangerous things either way. Like mm-hmm. obviously we know in our culture, like it's not like you just have to be worried about the other sex anymore. Like uh, yeah. <laughs> it could be the same sex that is making advances at you. Like, so I think that, yeah, it's just important to have a broader perspective to that, have those kingdom lenses on Mm -hmm. and say like in Christ, there is no male or female. Like we all are the kingdom of God um, and are all his people. So, and that being said, just real quick, cause we're out of time, but touching on, you know, the poor and needy and those who are afflicted, like those who, like they said, orphans or Mm -hmm. people in nursing homes, like those are the people who need and crave touch. Like I love it when people like where they bring like daycares or something to the nursing home and like they just play together and do crafts because yeah, I just, there's so much power and glory in God in our physical bodies. And there's, you know, years of history and theology that tells us that, your body isn't important to your spiritual life, but it is like, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty clear in scripture. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, make your body a living like, sacrifice. It's the same thing as like the, the babies who all died because they didn't have any physical touch. Like it's the same thing. Like I've had friends, but guy or girl who are wrestling with something really hard and you can see it and you just give them a little bit of a hug and they just break down mm-hmm. because they finally feel the release of just that connection. Some, yeah. Somebody else Someone's is there. Connected. Somebody's, connecting or somebody's just to feel safe because or even just like grabbing a hand to pray or Mm -hmm. putting a hand on a shoulder yeah like sometimes i'll do that if it's like you know an intense situation and there's not a ton of people around you know just being that nearness yeah yeah and i think with covid the like exponential rise in mental health issues in america I think is further evidence of this enough so that WebMD had to make it, <laughs> you know, a public <laughs> article. So yeah, it's a real problem. I think, I think it's another thing that is messy and complicated and it's a day by day and a conversation by conversation thing. But I think it's also freeing and exciting to know, like a hug is a free gift you can give somebody to make their day Mm -hmm. and make them realize that they matter. Yeah. And there's people who like never get that. I mean, just listening to your mom's stories about those kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, kids who never get that, but that's adults too. You know, adults are just kids with bigger bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know real quick that, especially as a man, how much, uh, it means to me to be hugged by another man yeah. because that's something that men just don't do. It's something not because it's just what generationally is what been told a man, men don't hug, men don't touch other men. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the truth because there's a connection that happens with that. Yeah. And so I know a lot of my closest friends are all people that I hug and I just appreciate it. Yeah. And yeah, when we say physical touch, I mean, we've talked a lot about hugs, but mm-hmm. Like talk about anything like fist bumps, pat on the back, mm-hmm. high five. Yeah, I've tried to say because I feel like I had to put modifiers around it to be like, there's not enough healthy wanted 
appropriate physical appropriate. Yeah. So yeah. go out, touch somebody appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> no. Strong clothes are big. <laughs> But seriously, I mean, yeah, I could talk about this for and, a long time. Yeah. And it adds to like praise and all of that. Like if oh. somebody says, good job, Micah. Absolutely. That means a lot. If somebody says, good job, Micah, and gives me a high five. If my boss gave me a high five, I would lose my ever loving mind because I would be so stoked. Yeah. Because I would genuinely feel like I did a good job that I deserve that kind of connection. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just that simple things like that or a handshake or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's huge. It's huge. It's huge. I could go into a giant long spiel about communication and nonverbals too, and also the fatherhood epidemic. Those are a couple of other episodes in themselves. But yes, Kelly Doherty, who asked me to do a podcast about the touch family, this one's for you, and I love you. Go give someone a hug. Mm-hmm.